0: Welcome to the Lean Blog Podcast. Visit our website at www.leanblog.org. Now here's your host, Mark Graben. Hi, this is Mark Graben. Welcome to episode 169 of the podcast for March 27th, 2013. My guest today is Professor Len Barry. He's a distinguished professor of marketing in the Mays Business School at Texas A&M University. And we're talking today about the article he co-authored with Dr. John Toussaint in the Mayo Clinic Proceedings. It was titled, The Promise of Lean in Healthcare. So in this podcast, Len talks about his time being embedded as a researcher at the ThetaCare Health System in Wisconsin and the lessons he learned about lean and healthcare. So for a link to the article and a link to his previous book, The Management Lessons for Mayo Clinic, you can visit the show page for this episode at leanblog.org slash 169. And I also wanna mention that this episode is produced in partnership with the Healthcare Value Network. And you can learn more at the Theta Care Center for Healthcare Values website at createvalue.org. Thanks for listening. Len, thanks for being a guest on the podcast today.
1: Well, my pleasure, Mark. I, I'm looking forward to it.
0: So it's going to be a real pleasure to talk about uh, your article. Um, that you co-authored with John Toussaint. I was wondering if you could start by um, telling the listeners a little bit about your, your career and your work uh, leading leading up to uh, today.
1: Sure. Mark, uh, I am a, a marketing professor. I'm in the Mays Business School at Texas A&M University. And my uh, area of, of specialty is uh, the marketing of services and the quality of service. And um, for most of my career, I focused on uh, the commercial sector and doing my work in services marketing and service quality. About 12 years ago, I did a sabbatical leave at the uh, Mayo Clinic, and it was my first uh, major research foray into healthcare and got hooked on healthcare I came back just absolutely fascinated with the Opportunity we have to improve it, improve the service experience, improve the fit, efficiency, effectiveness of healthcare, uh, reduce waste, all of that. And so, for the past dozen years or so, I've been doing most of my work in the in healthcare service, healthcare service research, and uh, and that led me to my most recent uh, big field research project, which was in the state of Wisconsin, and and led to. Uh, the article, The Promise of Lean in Healthcare, that we're going to talk about today.
0: Now, that first experience you had at Mayo led to a book, if if you could talk about that a little bit, right?
1: Yes, uh, I I, I wrote a book, it's it's actually a management book um, uh, entitled, it's a co-authored book entitled Uh, Management Lessons from Mayo Clinic, and uh, it's, it's it's really a, a, a research based analysis of how mayo does what mayo does to for the last hundred and fifty years uh, to have become and to have sustained uh, a global reputation for um, excellence in health care and uh, the book the, the, the book uh, tells the story in in and um, articulates the management lessons for Mayo Clinic that apply really to any kind of industry, any kind of, of organization, not just healthcare organizations. And it's, it's been out a couple of years now. It's doing very well, and it's um, been translated into many languages. And my, my co-author, who was for 14 years marketing director at Mayo Clinic, Kent uh retired about the time the book came out, and so he's been globe trotting around, around the world talking about the book while I toil away in my classroom at Texas A&M. But, uh, and anyway, it, it, uh, studying at Mayo was a, a powerful learning experience for me, and, and it got me going in healthcare, so I'm very grateful to uh, my association with Mayo Clinic.
0: So, you know, we'll, we'll transition maybe from one of the world's biggest names in in healthcare. You know, everybody knows uh, the Mayo Clinic. Um, you know, to Theta Care, who's certainly become, I think, well known to this listening audience. Uh, you know, for their their 10, 11 years of of work applying lean management principles to the you know, improvement in healthcare. But I think to a lot of people, you know, Appleton, Wisconsin, is uh, you know maybe an obscure place, and and Theta Care doesn't. Have the name of, of a Mayo Clinic. So, uh, you know, and, and no disrespect to them, uh, you know, for, for that. But I was wondering if you can, you can talk about how it came to be that um, you were embedded there at ThetaCare to be able to spend time, you know, studying and, and researching what they're doing.
1: Yes. Uh, well, how that happened, Mark, is, is I was looking for another big um, sabbatical like field of research experience in healthcare. Uh, I, since since the Mayo study, I'd been to many other health institutions for briefer studies or briefer visits, but I was looking for a more in-depth uh, experience. And and I uh, I I actually uh, was um, was in touch with the CEO of the Institute of Healthcare Improvement, who's a friend of mine. And I uh, was telling her about my plans for my sabbatical and uh, gave her a list of famous institutions, health institutions that I was thinking about studying. And she said, They're all great. I'll help you get into anyone you want to study at. But before you make a final decision, you ought to consider going to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, what do you I'm going to be there in the winter. You really want me to go to Wisconsin? I said, Yes. And, and then she described. Uh, she described three. Uh, three institutions that uh, that she and the IHI organization are very familiar with in Wisconsin high-performance institutions and Care was one of the three and uh, so what I decided to do and what I did during the fall and winter of 2011 I spent four months in Wisconsin in the field uh, studying what I decided to do was to study all month at Theta Care in Appleton, but I also spent a month at at a health system called Gunderson Health in La Crosse, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and I spent a month in Green Bay uh, studying at Bellin Health. And I went to Wisconsin because I was was intrigued by how one state in relatively medium-sized or small communities as opposed to uh, Chicago or New York City or Cleveland or Baltimore. Uh, relatively uh, small communities like Appleton, Wisconsin, had uh, such, uh, such high-performance health care. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see if I could think about what was going on in Wisconsin and if there were lessons from the three organizations, lessons that could be translated into uh a model that could then be shared with the rest of the country, because everybody uh, listening to this podcast, I think, would agree with me. We have a long way to go to, in terms of uh, improving health care. So that's why I went to Wisconsin, and that's how I ended up at Care. And I spent a month uh, embedded in Care, in their hospitals, in their outpatient clinics, in their administrative offices, uh, listening, interviewing, observing, um, going to meetings, um, watching, uh, watching what goes on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now I'm in the process of writing up the research and the article we're uh, here to talk about today about lean uh, is primarily from my work at care
0: So, and, and, you know, the article and all, you know, I have it, uh, I've, I've shared it on, on the blog um, the article from the Mayo Clinic proceedings and uh the, there'll be links available in uh, the show notes on the web um the article does a you know very nice job of of summarizing um, you know very succinctly and i, I think very um, very very clearly some you know the the principles and management behaviors um what, what were your Key takeaways, or maybe we can talk through those principles from the article. How, maybe first off, how would you summarize at a real high level what you saw, what you learned, uh, before we get into those principles?
1: Sure. You know, uh, Mark, the my my time at uh, ThetaCare was uh, was a revelation uh, for me, and I'm a, a long time experienced researcher. And I've spent my, most of my career, as I mentioned at the outset, but in quality. But I really didn't know much about RAIN, uh, other than what I had read or heard. And, and just the name lean itself, which is not the, the best name for, <laughs> for what it actually is when well done, uh, you know, it's, it, has, it has connotations that, that don't. Um, that don't facilitate true understanding of what it is. So I had to go to Thetacare to really learn lean. And boy, I learned it because I I was blessed to have the opportunity to to study uh, up close, uh, one of the finest uh, practitioners of of lean in, in in the country, perhaps the world, and that's that's the Theta Care organization. So, you know, one of the revelations for me was how well lean applies to knowledge work because when you first think about lean, if you don't know much about it, you think of it as a manufacturing philosophy. It comes from Toyota, comes from Japan and, and, um, and, and that was my image and, and yet lean is just as applicable, it's just as powerful, it's just as relevant to knowledge work, to services to performances, to the improvement of performances, uh, not just to the improvement of manufactured goods. So that was uh, an eye opener for me. Another eye opener for me is how lean, when well done, when well practiced, well executed, how lean unleashes creativity in an organization. Uh, it just it just uh, unleashes the power. Of ideas embedded sometimes in the deep recesses of people's minds into the enterprise for for testing, for trial, uh, for application, for implementation. And I didn't expect that. Um, when I did my report out with the Civic Care Management Group at the end of my research there, uh, I said something to them that I don't recall saying to many, of any, other management groups when I've talked to them after studying them. And what I told them is I said, you know, your organization is one of the most innovative organizations I've ever studied in my entire career. And I was expecting that when I went to ThetaCare. I was expecting as a practitioner of lean a very efficient, cost-conscious, um, you know, organization. I wasn't expecting such an innovative, bold uh, mm-hmm. enterprise, and, and that was a big surprise.
0: It um, and and you know, I think that's not an uncommon perception. I mean, you know, I chuckle when you say you know, lean is perhaps not the best name for this. I mean, that's something we've discussed on here with a lot of guests and is you know, kind of an interesting parlor game you know in in, in the lean profession say so, well what you know what what word would you have given it if you were in the shoes of you know the researchers or you know um what uh, to have a word with um you know with more positive connotations um yeah, i think w- would certainly be helpful in terms of maybe getting people to even look at the approach and i, you know, I think the second misperception like you said is people think lean would, would only be about efficiency or that somehow this idea of standardizing how we do things becomes stifling, kind of the you know, the opposite of uh, innovation and creativity. So I wonder if you, you could touch on any, you know, any of those points.
1: Yes, yes. Well, maybe I'll touch on the, on, on the last one. Yeah. Um, and that is the perception that standardization is stifling. Because that is a common perception. But uh, what I what I found, and we write about it in our in our paper. Uh, in fact, our our last principle. Um, we have six principles in the paper, as you know, and and the last principle is is lean, as flexible re- regimentation. Yeah. And that phrase actually came from a ThetaCare care doctor mm-hmm. who used that phrase. We quote that doctor. Um. And what flexible regimentation means is it means that the opportunity for creativity is highest when you actually have standard work to study and to ask the question, how can we do it better? When you don't have standard work, when you don't have something to really focus on and study and measure, uh, then creativity and improvement is much more difficult. So having uh, having the regimentation, in other words, the standardization, in order to uh, encourage the flexibility, the creativity, the innovation, is uh, something that doesn't um, isn't obvious until you really look closely and, and study it. But I, I, I think uh, I think that's a really important part of of the lean movement is the opportunity for improvement that comes from standardization.
0: And did you find a lot of? I'm sure you spent a lot of time with physicians. Um, you know, what, what do you think that was a fairly commonly held belief amongst the uh, the different physicians you talked to? Because I, I think that's one group where some of these ideas are even. Uh, you know, kind of more. I don't know if uh, it's not, not controversial is not the right word, but where there's skepticism So well, how, how can this apply to what we do in terms of patient care?
1: Yeah, there, you're you're right, Mark. There there is a lot of skepticism. There's actually a phrase in medicine, uh, which is which is evidence-based medicine. Mm-hmm. And it's a phrase that causes some physicians—not all, but some—to recoil, to to uh, retreat. Um, that uh, that creates, um, you know, uh, a negative reaction in some physicians. They want to do it their way. They have a lot of experience, um, and they know what's best for their patients, and they don't want any kind of textbook solution to how to handle a particular uh, medical condition. So there is a lot of pushback and resistance, and, and there's been quite a bit of literature uh, in, in the medical journal on this topic. Uh, now, of course, it, 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 at BetaCare, they've been on this journey for so long now um, seven, eight years, something like that, that, um, that much of the initial resistance has melted away. But you go to other uh, medical organizations where lean hasn't really made a dent yet or have been introduced yet, and you'll find, I'm sure, uh, pockets of resistance to the concept of standard, standard work mm-hmm. in medicine or, or anything else. Uh what motivated John Toussaint and I to write this article um, is we wanted to explain Lean and what it really meant to physicians, and which is why we placed it in the medical journal. Mm-hmm. The Mayo Clinic Proceedings is, a, is one of the top medical journals, and it reaches about 130,000 physicians worldwide. And... Um, so we were purposeful in picking the outlet that we wanted to put this um, this summary of the lean principles in. We wanted to see if we could help move the needle in terms of physicians understanding uh, what's inevitable in healthcare, and that's the uh, continuing evolution of, of application of lean.
0: And it's uh, it's it's great, you know. I think, you know, like you said, to get that exposure um, to uh, physicians. But I think one of the other audiences for the article, and and you write quite a bit about the role of senior leaders. And I, and I think it's fair to say we're still trying to convince senior leaders in a lot of health organizations that lean principles um, are helpful, can be transformational, and that they have a very important role to play in making that happen, whether it's you know, principle one in the article, creating you know an attitude or a culture of continuous improvement, or these other factors. Can can you talk about what you learned or what you saw um, about what senior leaders are doing at Theta Care or other organizations where this is working well?
1: Yes, uh, yes, I, 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 um, I was very impressed, Mark, at Theta Care with with the commitment to the senior leadership. Uh, to, to lean, which requires uh, a significant role change for a senior leader in, in, uh, in organizations. Because if you're really going to do lean well, then uh, you have no choice but to, uh, to trust your frontline staff, your frontline workers, to become chief problem solvers, chief, chief investigators, chief problem solvers, mm-hmm. uh, chief uh, solution makers. And your job then as, as, as a senior leader changes from the tradition of you being a problem solver to supporting the field where the problems are addressed and resolved and Uh, solutions are are, um, developed and uh, as we point out in our article that's perhaps the biggest challenge that many organizations face in truly and in an authentic and meaningful way implementing a lean philosophy and that is the need for uh, senior leaders to relinquish the command and control kind of leadership that that many uh, traditionally have uh, followed, and to uh, develop the trust in the frontline staff and the the trust in them to be able to uh, support their work, uh, to enable their work, to invest in their work, and to, to, uh, to ask them to go forward in, uh, in the problem-solving role. Uh, some organizations just probably need a leadership change for, for the lean movement to uh, really take hold within them, whereas others have uh, leaders that uh, simply need to learn uh, about the potential and the promise of lean and need uh, a teacher, a sensei, uh, and, and get started. It's a journey. It's not easy. There's, there's nothing quick about it. It's cultural transformation. Right? If, if, if you're going to understand lean, the first thing you, one has to understand is this is a cultural transformation. We are going to change the way we do work in this company. Or this organization, or this hospital, and if you are not prepared to do that, we are not prepared to do lean. And some organizations are ready, and some are not. You know, for, for that.
0: So now, you know, to the question, and maybe to sort of wrap up the discussion, you know, will other to the question of will others take on that challenge? You know, the the title of the article. Curious to hear how the the title came about is the promise of lean in health care, I mean, it seems like at, at Thetacare and like you said, at, at Gunderson and other organizations, it's, it's more than just a promise, but I guess at, at the larger level, there's still maybe more, more promise organizations than there are um, Care organizations. What, what, what's your, curious a little bit about the title and then what, what's your hope about that promise? Do you think it'll be uh, a promise fulfilled in the future?
1: I'm, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, Mark, that, um, that there is enough momentum underway with lean and healthcare today. Uh, and there is enough interest uh, about lean and healthcare today that we are on the road. Uh, we are underway in the journey in, in the United States to, um, to start to apply lean in a very meaningful way uh, to the knowledge work we call healthcare. Now, um, having said that, I I go back to my earlier statement, and that is there there still remains, and there there will always be pockets of resistance, but there still remains a very large um, block of healthcare institutions in in the country that uh, have no interest in lean whatsoever, or they've heard about it, but they they, uh, don't really know what it is. You know, they they trivialize it and think it's it's just some kind of program, or maybe they can have a seminar on lean one day and, and do lean. Uh, and you know, so there there are many organizations still in healthcare like that, and uh, it's it's going to be a, s- a slow process, but we are underway and. And you know, John Toussaint, does his organization, his uh, healthcare um, leadership organization. that's affiliated with Theta Care. Does a course for a CEO course, a two-day course. When I was at Theta Care, I attended the course as part of my training, and it's a wonderful course. Uh, it's oversubscribed. Mm, I mean, right. they do that course, I think, every other week. I don't know if you've been yourself.
0: I, I, I've been the ThedaCare and I've gotten to do the two-day CEO site. So yeah. It. Yeah, it's excellent.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a fabulous course and it's oversubscribed. Uh, every other week, they have a contingent of people coming from all over the country and, and sometimes from other countries uh, to take that course and um, so there there is growing interest in healthcare and and there should be because healthcare needs to change and change dramatically there's too much waste in healthcare there's um, too much variability in healthcare there's too many unnecessary complications mm-hmm. and and adverse patient outcomes in healthcare there's too much cost in healthcare uh, healthcare needs to change in a dramatic way and I'm excited to with my knowledge of healthcare that I've been honing over the last dozen years to have added to uh, added to it uh, you know my, uh, my growing knowledge of Aline because of my time at data care and my time studying the John and with the other state care leaders. And um, I, I'm really excited to to have the background lean that I now have to see if I can help in some way, like writing articles or books or whatever might be coming next, uh, help push this movement forward a little bit more.
0: Well, it, you know, I, th- I hope, I, I think your article will help uh, push the ball forward. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I agree with you. There's so much opportunity. There's so much need. You know, the the human cost, the financial cost of waste and uh, defects and problems in, in in healthcare is so huge. Um, I, I you know certainly admire all the great work that ThetaCare has done. John Toussaint and of course uh, Dean Gruner, the current CEO and, and the other senior leaders who um, are not only doing such nice work in Appleton, but they're they're so kindly sharing. Um, what they're doing with uh, with others. It's uh, it's really inspiring. And um, Len, I'm really happy that we were able to talk today and have you share um, your experiences and, and to be able to talk about the article. I, I hope everyone goes and, and reads it and checks out um, your book on uh, the Mayo Clinic. Do you, do you have any uh, final thought that you might want to leave the listeners with about um, you know, what you've learned um, in, in the course of this research? Well... Uh...
1: Yes, and first of all, Mark, let me thank you for your interest and for having me as a guest in your podcast. I I really appreciate it, and I appreciate uh, your efforts to to uh, increase the awareness of the the article because uh, it it is meant. The article is meant to to help clarify what means. What means what lean? What lean really means? Right, that it's that's not why mean. Yeah, I got I got the words yeah, word mixed. What what lean really means? And there's because it's 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 so prone to misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with the word, as we right. discussed, but but it's it's a much more complex, much bigger commitment, much greater investment than people realize when they first hear about Lean. And it's, it's applicable to any organization, to any process, to any service. Uh, I mean, that's the magic of Lean, is uh, that whatever you do, whatever your profession, whatever your company or industry or organization, whatever your role uh, in an organization, Lean applies to you. It can help you do your work better. Uh, I think the thought I would uh, would leave for your your uh, listeners of the of the podcast is a quote. It's 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 a quote we uh used in the article that we we uh that I heard uh from uh consultant John Well uh, Wellman mm-hmm. when I heard her speak. And it was very powerful for me. It resonated with me and let me leave that quote with you as Uh, to uh, end our interview. Here's what Joan said. She said, with lean, you keep changing your definition of what good is. Mm. With lean, you keep changing your definition of what good is. And um, I found that at ThetaCare. They're just relentless in their journey to improvement relentless. As good as they are, they're one of the best health systems in the country. Uh, They're relentless in trying to get better every single day. And it was inspiring for me to be able to study there.
0: Yeah, because that is a very special thing when when, when you see that kind of culture in place. So, uh, Len, thank you so much for taking time to talk today. Uh, Again, our guest has been Uh, Len Berry, Distinguished Professor at uh, Texas A&M University and uh, the Mays Business School. Len, thanks for sharing your experiences with us here today.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you, Mark.
0: Thanks for listening. This has been the Lean Blog Podcast. For lean news and commentary updated daily, visit www.leanblog.org. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast, email mark at leanpodcast at gmail.com.